So what'll it be, master? So you're a Polish genie, and you're going to offer me any three wishes I want? Uh, almost. There are a few uh, provisos, a, a couple of quid pro quos. Like? Uh, rule number one, I can't kill anybody. <laughs> yeah, so don't ask. Uh, rule number two, I can't make anybody fall in love with anybody else. <laughs> you little put them there. Rule number three, I can't bring people back from the dead. It's not a pretty picture. I don't like doing it. Other than that, you got it. Oh. Provisos? You mean limitations? On wishes? Some all-powerful Polish genie you are can't even bring Lenin back from the dead. I don't know, Babs and Grimm. Probably can't even make half the world eye-wateringly racist to the Russian people. Excuse me? Are you looking at me? Did you rub my lamp? Did you wake me up? Did you bring me here? And all of a sudden you're walking out on me? I don't think so. Not right now. You're getting your wishes, so sit down! In case of emergency, the exits are here, 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 here. Anywhere. Keep your hands and arms inside the carpet. We Welcome to Dumb and Awful, everybody, the show that, like Joe Biden, has been dead for nearly a year, but is occasionally trotted out when absolutely <laughs> necessary just to keep the economy going. Uh, literally, uh, I don't know if you guys, I literally had to wipe the dust off of my Zoom H5 like I was Indiana Jones at like the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> I also had to walk across a, an invisible platform to get here. Uh, with me are two of my favorite people. Uh, at Exile Grim, who sounds like this. Hello. Sex, he Exile said Sexel Grim. And you know what? That's how I <laughs> yep. met him on FetLife with that username, Huge Hog. Uh, and also at Cowgirl underscore Bebop. Uh, Hi. Yeah, that, that's what she sounds like. My, my number two and number three respective favorite people. And I don't know if you put that together in your head, but but that means... That means Grim is ahead of you, Babs. I know. I got to catch up. How did that happen? <laughs> Babs, you lived here for... Did you guys go to K-Town? You lived here for 14 years in New York, and we never met Nine up. Years. Grim showed up for one second, and it was amazing. He can't... Okay, but the pandemic was a big factor in that one, okay? That didn't bother Grim. He actually... 
yeah. <laughs> I remember he, he said it was famous. He, he said, Chinese flu doesn't affect Koreatown. I was like, all right, brother, if that's what you believe. No, he would. No, because they're different types of people. Yeah, no, I don't understand the bio. Actually, he's not being racist. He's just he's differentiating between. He's seen the documents. People. I haven't seen the documents, but Grimm is that deep state guy. And he figured it out. No, it was awesome when Grim came to K Town. Grim, I, I assume you already know that. You know, you know, you're awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, I had a blast. He came. Is K Town like back in action? Is it? Is it? Has it recovered? Is New York normal again? Um, but I left New York in like 2020. It was still fucking crazy. It is full. Like, look, we got Mayor Eric Adams. He's all about swag. He literally, he literally believes that hidden amethysts underneath the soil of Manhattan gives the city an energy that no other city has. That's not made up. He did a press conference where he said that. Shut up. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> Wait, fucking what? rules. This is your next president. And FYI. and and then he got his paycheck in Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, he's a cool guy. You know, it, it, <laughs> he's probably going to save us. He cut all social services by like ten to twenty percent. And then gave that raise to the NYPD so they could buy homeless spotting drones from the IDF. Not made up. <laughs> this man is the future. Him and Andrew Cuomo. Uh, unless, again, unless Grimm has anything to say about it. Because here's the thing. Grimm, my number two favorite. Again, Babs, number three. <laughs> I He's sort of a sleeper. I didn't know what to expect with him. But, like, Grimm came to me. Uh, he, he met me in K-Town. He was wearing a full-length Matrix-style duster and vaping oh, outside of Taste Korea. No, no, it was uh, Food Court 232. And I was like, what's up? Uh, you know, I was a little nervous because, you know, like there's a thing where if people listen to podcasts, I already think that like that's such a big imposition on their life, which, you know, I think that's fair. Um, so if they want to like hang out in New York, I'm always like, yeah, come on by. We got a couch, you know, we'll go to K-Town, we'll do karaoke, we'll have a whole thing. But even still, every time, like, I get kind of nervous. And so with Grimm, you know, at Exile Grimm, certifiable bad boy, uh, banned for his free speech on Twitter. <laughs> I was like, this is, this is sort of a big deal. So I was a little nervous. And I got there. Um, and he was just chilling outside the food court. And he was like, hey, hit this real quick. And I hit what I thought was just like a normal vape. And he was like, Oh, hell yeah. I knew you like to get wet and word. And I was like, whoa, I don't know what to be more surprised about right now. <laughs> I don't even think Denzel said that in the movie. And he's like, yeah, well, guess what? My life's a very different movie. And we went, we got, we got Korean fried chicken. We drank some soju. We had a really good night. At one point he was like, Hey, I hope you don't mind. I got to take a break real quick. I got to go meet the DNC. And I was like, <laughs> DNC is I was like, what do you mean by that? Meet the DNC. And so we went to what I thought was like, you know, I thought he was going to show me like some Yelp certified like karaoke spot, but we were in this, like, it was a basement apartment in K town. And this guy walks in like Michael Clayton. There's eight Korean guys playing poker. And I just remember <laughs> he went, Yoja Chingu Absayo. And all eight of them immediately scatter just like with fear in their face. And a guy comes from the back with three girls and a manila envelope. And, and I remember, I was like, what's that say? And now I know I would never make that. Now that I know the true Grim, I would never even ask that question. But it said, and I always, always remember this, the manila envelope said Andrew Cuomo on it. And all Grimm, three words, all Grim said, he said, take him down. <laughs> 
history in the making. And that's that's the sort of shit that that you don't get on Politico. You know, this is the Politico. They named that after Grimm. Uh, but anyway, uh, how have things been going for you guys? Uh, just in, in life in general, where are you at? It's been a long time. I haven't talked to you guys. And by the way, we can, again, half of this is for me. If anything is clear now, it is that this podcast is just for me to talk to people I think are cool. It's, there's... But isn't that what a podcast really should be about, you know? Yeah, I know, but I got, I got tricked for a second. And this is like, uh, if you're thinking about starting a podcast... Uh, let me give you a little shortcut here. Early on, people are going to start listening. They're going to be like, oh, that was an interesting take. I want to talk about like the subject matter uh, and all that shit. But it turns out listener satisfaction is a trap. Very quickly, you realize it's just about meeting cool people you can hang out with. Uh, and I've done, I think I've done that today. But where are you all at? Long time no see. Um, I moved to Pacific Northwest. Um, I live in a small town that I fucking hate. So, you know, it's fine. But... It's, it's okay. I, I like that we have matching vapes. See? Yeah. Oh, I have two. I, I got I got two of those things on me at all times. <laughs> I'm, you know, I am trying to adopt my own Pacific Northwest vibes, which is to say, like, originally, you know, we would do these podcast fabs, and you would just vape through them entirely, and I, parentheses, <laughs> Brett, would have to go and edit out, like, all of the constant <laughs> vaping. Like, even between your points, you would just be like, Okay, so the thing is, if you don't understand the transition from Deng Xiaoping to President Xi's economic theory, the most important thing you need to realize is... (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) Not even for dramatic tension, just to make my life worse. And, you know, the New Yorker in me, you know, I wanted to be like, hey, fuck you, forget about it. Like, that sort of thing. That's how New Yorkers talk. Um, because yeah. culture has not progressed since like 1981 in, in New York. But now I'm taking on a Pacific vibe, a sort of a, if you can't beat them, join them situation. And now I'm just going to vape through it. And you know what? Maybe I won't even edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very soothing. It's like ASMR. Like, you know, you can hear that smoke. It's great. I'm sure that sounded lovely to whoever has their headphones in at full volume. <laughs> you know, I'm going to I'm gonna pretend like that's irritating the listener, but I'm also going to, like, write down on my Google Doc, hear that smoke. Because I'll be honest, as a white guy who's now 36, I'm thinking about making a mixtape, and I feel like that would be a great... <laughs> it's the next inevitable step for, for anyone who lives in New York for that oh, I'm. Do you understand? I'm at the point in life where, like, I, I'm basically done. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I know that feeling like, very it, well. It's just like, this is like a very like old guy thing. But like, you know, I, I remember being younger and like things would pique my interest. And I'll be like, oh, maybe I'll get into that. Like, that would be cool. Like, I'd like to learn about that. I'm done learning about anything. And the younger me was just like, oh, man, like, I'll never get like that. I always have a, a, a lust for life. But no, when I, people have been trying to get me to play Witcher 3 which is a video game that's by like a Polish development studio after a Polish novel. It's like a big open world. Everyone in it hates you. Um, you are constantly berated by like uh, prematurely sagging Slavic women. This should be more my shit than anything that has ever been my shit. But I look at the open world and I'm just like, oh, I hope someone else enjoys this sometime. Like, <laughs> I look at the map. I, I went and I, I like went to Game Facts, 
which is probably like in the Library of Congress now. I don't know what the Zoomers are, are doing to cheat at games, but I looked at a map that had all the like uh, quest points on it, and there was like 450 of them over like a thousand square foot map. And I just went, you know, you know what? I'll just stay at home. That's fine. <laughs> it, I, I'm just glad other people are having fun, you know. But you. Witcher 3 is is fine, except for the fact that, like you said, everyone hates you, so it makes it a little bit uh, more hard, and then you actually get to experience what racism is kind of like. What, what are you talking about? Because from my perspective, I did not get that out of Witcher at all. Like, yes, as a Witcher, you were sort of like a pest control guy. Like, people don't give you the time of day. Um, they sort right. of inherently, on first sight, they're already like, I don't like you. But, like... My dad was a pest control guy. I'm like six foot seven with an immensely punchable face and references that are, to be honest, alienating to every person that hears them and the people that they that do understand them. Also so terrible. It makes you reflect on all the mistakes you've made in life. And so for me, it's like very cozy. It's like a warm sweater. But it's just like, I don't have the energy to put that sweater on anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's too Grim- big. I'm not going to finish. How old are you now? 36. Okay. (laughs) So, you know, then like, so you, you also have the urge where it's just like any new thing that I'm like, Ooh, I'm kind of interested in that. I'm just like, what? I'm 28 and I feel that way. I barely, I barely want to fucking talk to a single human at this point in my life. I'm, I'm done. The idea of going to a bar are you kidding me? Be surrounded by fucking Mongols? No, no, no. I'm not doing that. I like that you said Mongols. <laughs> Is that not PC? Can I not say that? I don't know. <laughs> Here's the thing. Mongol Twitter. Mongol Twitter is small, but it's fierce. <laughs> no joke. I've tried to convince Poppy Chulo. Uh, you might know her on Twitter from being absolutely insufferable. Uh, I've been trying to <laughs> convince her to move to Ulaanbaatar for... <laughs> for a while i was like vietnam's the spot because it's like you know apparently against the dollar the vietnamese currency is the absolute worst like as a white person you'll never be allowed to like own real estate or even a home you'll always be a second class citizen and to me it's like good <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's exactly what i want they, th- that sounds great there's they're like so welcoming to <laughs> they're so welcoming to everyone there's like a korea town that's like a district bigger than new york city like there's a chinatown and it's just like i really feel like that's where i'm meant to be like i'm already sweating perpetually at least if i'm in ho chi minh city like i have an excuse for it you know and i just feel you know that's like an archetype of like of like mid-30s guy who moves to vietnam except for you're not doing it for like the wrong reasons of like sex like tourism. no i'm, like, I'm yeah. also doing it for that yeah we talked about this on, on like an earlier episode i was watching a, a youtube series there's like a travelogue you know this is a very popular thing like no one's inventing anything new uh but it's like uh <laughs> it, it's like you know people do this sort of uh, food TV, like, oh, I'm going to different countries, or here I am in Vietnam, and I'm trying Vietnamese street food in every location, and it's, like, exotic, and I'm like, wow, these flavors are so great. It, it, it's, like, a whole thing, and so I got, I went down that rabbit hole where I was, like, holy shit, like, the most expensive penthouse apartment in Ho Chi Minh City in the Central District is, like, $1,000 a month, and, like, I paid 2160 for my apartment in New York. That is 
listing the black mold as an amenity. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so, so I really went down the rabbit hole like, hey, man, maybe this is where I go. You know, if the Patreon makes like $1,200 a month, I could, I could just move to Vietnam, be amongst other communists, high five Luna Oi, <laughs> and like live like, live like a fucking king. And uh, that didn't seem that bad. But so I was watching all of these. And it's look, everyone already hates me for like being a white guy, just walking around in general. So it's sort of like my dark side turn where I'm just like, oh, okay, well, fuck it. I'll just be hated. I'll be hated in Vietnam. <laughs> but so I was watching all these different videos, like getting a feel of the city. And it's just like being a, a seven foot guy on a tiny motorbike is chain smoking cigarettes. <laughs> like this is my shit. I want nothing more than for like white tourists to go into the Chinatown district of Vietnam, go to some, like, like tell their taxi driver, take me to the absolute worst hole in this neighborhood. And you, there's like four, there's four consecutive cockfights going on. And then you just see me a Slavic dipshit and like a, a white wife beater with two cigarettes in my mouth, just yelling the five Chinese phrases I know and ignoring you like that to me. <laughs> If I can't have a houseboat in Shreveport, Louisiana, that to me is Valhalla. Like, <laughs> I'm all about. Is this is this the other arc of like Florida guy? It's either houseboat in Louisiana or Vietnam. Those are the only two options. Florida guy is literally unattainable unless you're a small business tyrant. Like, like you can't grind your way up in Florida anymore. I remember uh, back in the day, uh, me and some buddies we filled Ziploc bags with sand and a phone number. And we advertise barnacle cleaning services at all these yacht clubs. <laughs> so we just like walk on and throw these sandbags on everyone's boat. Like, bro, we'll clean your barnacles. No problem. Like, are you kidding me? We have no dignity. Uh, and people called the police on us. <laughs> There's no way to, to hustle. You can't Sigma <laughs> grind set in Florida anymore. But I feel like I could look, I'm, I'm teaching English. I'm complaining about capitalism online. Like, I feel like I wouldn't be that obtrusive in Vietnam. Maybe they were mad that you were trying to gentrify the yacht club. Buddy, there's there's no gentrification. If you see me in your neighborhood, gentrification has failed. <laughs> Something went horribly wrong. But I I so I like I was really into that and uh, I was watching videos and I got to one, I'll never forget it. His, his name was Lan Lan. And that appealed to me as someone who spent most of his teenage years at land cafes playing Counter-Strike. And so he's probably a cool dude. And he was like, here we are, Central Street, like Vietnam, Ho Chi Minh City. And I'm like, wow. And he does these like two hour live walks through the city. Like that's a trend on YouTube now. Like people that do like walking tours kind of thing. Yeah, but like slow content instead of like the 10 minute video where you have basically 30 seconds of content and you draw it out for 10 minutes and five seconds for the algorithm. There are people that are just like, fuck it. This is a two hour video. Um, it's all vibes. And so I would put that on in the background while I was, you know, I, I want to say cleaning. If you could, you guys can see the background of my apartment right now. No cleaning has occurred. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, whatever the fuck it is I'm doing, uh, sexually harassing people on the final fantasy 14 Reddit. And so I'm watching Landland walk around. That's your duty. Yeah. Someone has to, they're way too open yeah. in that community. They actually, <laughs> Yeah, no, they actually they? won at the Video Game Awards. That's right, I've had sex. They actually won Best Online <laughs> Community, and it pissed off all the mine. It caused Ugh. a war between them and the, the Minecraft community because they're like, how dare you, you fucking... 
slur. <laughs> we have the best community. I made the Star Trek Enterprise in, in my Minecraft or whatever. Oh, they have a great community. So I'm there doing my civic duty. Um, and so I'm watching Lan Lan in the background. And he goes into this sort of like nail salon or whatever. And then he walks through the nail salon. And there's a bunch of like, you know, Zephyr Hills or Dasani like water cooler. Uh whatever you call them tanks like just sort of stacked in this hallway and i'm like oh we're really getting like the inside tour and then he goes and sits down and i'm like oh, i wonder what this is about and 25 vietnamese women come out and just stand before him and i'm like we're still on youtube right like i didn't browse elsewhere <laughs> and i'm like oh, i mean i'm not gonna pause at this point there's still like another 45 minutes left and he has for whatever reason he has like the local time uh, on the screen at all times. And I thought that was like for me as a tourist to be like, oh, that's what it looks like at 6 p.m. in Central Street, Ho Chi Minh City. Um, and so at like 6.41 right. p.m., he selects one of the women and they take him and he gets in an elevator. Even in, even in the time that he's in the elevator, you know, good for communist uh, infrastructure planning because she can still get Wi-Fi. She pulls out her phone and is just like tweeting or whatever for this, like not even, in, not even feigning interest for the elevator ride. She gets up there. There's a, a room with a shower and the bed in the same room with no divider. And then it cuts from 641. Always a good sign. Always a good sign. I mean, how many New York apartments have you seen with that exact same setup? But you know. Yeah, only the, oh, here they cost one-tenth of the, the, the price. And so it's, it yeah. says 641, and they, they give him a robe and, like, these disposable slippers, you know? Like like the ones that cool girls recognize because they have this the sticky bit on the bottom of the socks. You know what I'm talking right. about. If you don't know what I'm talking yeah. about, don't worry about yeah. it. If you do know what I'm talking about, at Dumb and Awful on the DMs. <laughs> and then there's a hard jump cut, and it – and it says 6.53 p.m. and he's back on the street. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, now I get what this is about. Um, good for you, by the way. Uh, and then he's like, yeah, so down at the end of the street is a temple. And he just goes on uh, without mentioning it again. A day in the life. You know? I'll be honest, that, that did not yeah. uh, appeal to me massively. That made me sort of sad for all people involved, except Landland. I mean, live your best life, I guess. But no, that's, that's not what I'm going for. I just, again, I just want to vibe, smoke cigarettes, uh, and eventually die in a motor scooter accident where like a, uh, some Persian guy in a Ford F-150 runs me over because I don't appropriately signal on a merge. Like, that's what I'm looking for. But over time, I've discovered that Ulaanbaatar is more my shit because it's all just like Soviet architecture, uh, big like sculptures and statues to communist leaders I would recognize um, if I'd ever read a book. And like 65-year-old guys riding Triumph motorcycles from like 1973. As far as I can, as far as I can tell, that's paradise to me. Yeah. I could see that. 60 cents for like a bowl of noodles. I mean, you, that, that, that alone, I could just be happy for that. Look, eating food that almost certainly is not hygienic and then sleeping in a disgusting uh, accommodation with like that is open to the elements with like bugs crawling on you. That was me when I lived in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. 
So I feel like <laughs> switching to Mongolia is not not something I'm going to have like culture shock with, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you can acclimate. Whatever to it, it is quick. I'm doing right now doesn't hold up to joining a Mongolian biker gang filled with boomers. Like it's not, you know, I feel like I could make myself a little <laughs> shitty cosplay uh, Polish hussar uniform on my shitty ass bike and no one, no one would berate <laughs> me for it. Have you seen those Who music videos? They would absolutely like accept you in a second. Who? What is it? I could see you in the Who. Do you know that band? They're like a Mongolian metal the band. The Who. They're so good. Oh. But their music videos. There's a different band are, that goes by I the know, Who. But I'm talking about the cool one, not the fucking British one. Fuck off with all that. I'm talking about Hu, the Mongolian metal band, and they have the sickest music videos of them just like instead of riding horses, they're riding like motorcycles, just with like long hair, going like ancient Mongolian. It rules. But I can see you in that, just in the background, being the only tall white guy there. Yeah, I feel like I already have a connect. I know this isn't the same thing, but the Inner Mongolia Autonomous Region of China follows me on Twitter. Uh, Ooh, we've we've been DMing, follow. we've been DMing back oh, and damn. forth. No, I'll be honest, it, it's made being on Twitter <laughs> worth it finally. <laughs> and I, awesome. I just feel like with with just a just a few things going right, my life gets way better, and nobody sees me ever again. I end up I end up uh, being found in a six foot New Orleans style pothole in like Western Mongolia by like children who are using my clothes to make like traditional robes out of. That's my dream. They find your 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 bones like two hundred years later. They're like, "What was this very tall man with 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 red hair doing in ancient Mongolia?" You joke, but I would love nothing more than so. Right now, there's a big thing in anthropology about how the Slavic people are Indo-Eurasian, that like the steppe migration made its way all the way to like Lvov or whatever, and I would just love for some like six generation down Zoomer to find me and be like. Look at how poor his nutrition is. We date him back to the 12th century. <laughs> <laughs> this is a proto-Sarmatian right here. I would love that. Sorry, I don't know if you if you caught that. That was not Christiane, whose name is Christiane over here, leaning over like Oliver Twist, like going, I know you're in your podcast, but I could could I have some jewel? Y'all are fucking y'all are fucking habits. <laughs> I've had one jewel ever, and it was the one you one gave jewel. me. A single jewel. Yeah. Yeah. Remember what they took from you. Remember the flavors. I've been like thinking about that a lot recently. Just the fucking flavors. The mango, the fucking... I forgot. Which one did I like? I think it was like a tea one that I was into. I never forget. Yeah, New York law makes absolutely no sense. Like, FanDuel and like Caesar's Palace is now... like You, you can bet the most deranged parlays from your phone at all times, but you can't play poker in New York because legislatively poker is not a skill-based game, but betting if Anthony Davis and Jalen Brown combined for four assists in a, a, the second half of a Lakers game, that's really skill-based. That's you exercising <laughs> your agency over events. It's stupid, but I think, I think I, we're going to get to that in a, a minute. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, I think they're doing that all over the country, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. Drives yeah. me absolutely insane. Uh, but since I haven't been on for a while and I haven't talked to you guys in a while, um, I, I think like according to the podcast constitution, which is sacred, created by the founders, uh, Ricky Gervais and who else, who would be the podcast founding? The amazing atheist. The amazing. 
Yeah. Joe Rogan. I mean, yeah. for being Joe real. Rogan and Ricky Gervais. Uh, Ricky Gervais and Carl Pilkington had their podcast like way yeah. back in the early days. Dan Carlin. Dan Dan Carlin was like slightly later, but yeah, he's. He was yeah, like he was 08 later. though. Like his early episodes are like 2008. I, it's wild. I, I was just look. I don't mean to show yeah. you all up. I was listening to podcasts in 2002. Okay. Uh, yep. Was it Greg Proops? <laughs> That means yes. No, Carl Pilkington. Uh, um, um, uh, a man well, yeah, Carl with Pilkington. a head like a fucking orange was to college me basically the funniest thing ever. <laughs> and I have to say, you know, it's this is one of those things where all my friends are dead and all my enemies. <laughs> you, okay Did someone Sorry, just drift around your apartment? My dog found a loud toy. <laughs> oh, you know what? Good for them. But no. Uh, Come here. Uh, what was it? Ricky Gervais, who now sucks, right? Stephen Merchant, Stephen Merchant, Carl Pilkington, great podcast. And then Joe Rogan, when it was back in the days where it was just him like doing green room shows at like the, the Montgomery, Alabama chuckle hut, just being like, you know, you ever think about how they call it weed, but you really smoke the bud? Like, I love that shit. <laughs> I, it's like, and I, I Me too. probably I listened mean... to 1,000 hours of the Joe Rogan experience. Because, yeah, that's literally that's probably scary. zero to the first one thousand. I I think uh, he had like uh, Joey Diaz as like episode nine. Of, no, he had he had a crazy Austin guy. What's his name? Mister Documents. Alex Jones. Yeah, Alex, Alex Jones, Jones on the the nine eleven yeah. show, and, and that was where I got the first right. sign. Like maybe things were going off the rails a little bit. But <laughs> look, it took me. I'm not exactly. I'm Polish, but I'm not exactly of the same breed that cracked Enigma, if you know what I mean. And so it took me about <laughs> 911 episodes to realize things were not trending in a positive direction. But like, I loved Joe Rogan back in the day because he was just overtly stupid. Every metaphor. He was a fear factor guy. No one was supposed to take him seriously. He, I mean, everything he was saying was like, like I used to listen to Coast to Coast AM. Do you know what that is? Hell oh, yeah. Wow, yeah. Oh, are you kidding? Do I know what that is? I've been listening to that oh, since so, I was like So you know, nine, you're not just a nori head. You're, you're a Bellomaniac. No. Oh, I fucking love Art Bell. And it's so sad what's happened to what him What happened to him and his family? Like, oh, my God. His, like, wife or child was oh murdered. And then he, like, fled the country. And it was, like, a whole thing. But he, like, wasn't the killer. He wasn't like, the killer. Why did he flee the country, then? That's a very suspicious <laughs> move for you to do. <laughs> Well, I shouldn't frame it as fled the country. He basically yeah, was my like, wife I'm was leaving. murdered. I didn't have anything to do with it, but I thought it was time to get out of Dodge, you know? <laughs> he just got depressed and like was like, okay, I'm going to do this from, from... I think he actually did go to Vietnam. He's so cool. I think cool that is where he that. ended up. He's so cool. Here's a Poppy, be careful. You No, how dare you? Here, here's the thing. I don't, I don't have the ambition to do that, first of all. Art Bell, Art Bell is a true visionary. I believe he could have killed his wife, but I don't think yes. he did. Because here's the thing, moving is not, that is not indicative either way. Because I feel like if someone came in and, and murdered my family, I would at least change my address. You know what I mean? Because right. you've already proven the hard way that your home security at that spot is not up to par. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would move. And I just feel like, you know, good for him get get out of here like re live a new life this does don't don't give the murderer power you know like still get the sweetness out of it you know out of life but no i i used to fucking love 
I worked a, and this is something a lot of the coast to coast people that I've talked to have this in common. You end up working like graveyard shifts for minimum wage. And I used to work, right. I, I won't say the, the company, but I used to work for one of those security and alarm companies where when you see their ads on cable, it always looks like the control room of CSI. You know, like a lot of ultra white and like glass dividers. And then the reality is you're in a tiny carpeted room where the carpet goes up the walls and over the ceiling for some reason. And you're working on like Apple IIe computers and your job is just to stare at a screen. And when an alarm comes through, uh, there's a process. And the first step is like you call the police department and they actually, so many alarms go off all day, every day, that the police station actually has a security station only hotline that you can call up where it's just like the most tired woman you've ever spoken to that wasn't actively dating you. It's just like, yes. And you're like, you know what this is. There's an address that's going off. And they're like, why don't you call me back in 10 minutes and see if you actually want us to lazily drive a squad car by there. And then you go down the, the list of names and you just call people who chose to install this alarm system, chose to activate it. But when you call them at 1.30 a.m. in Tallahassee, Florida, they respond drunkenly and like a person who has never heard of home security. They're just like, the fuck do you want? And then a lot of slurs, some of which don't even translate outside of Florida. I've told, when I lived in Louisiana, I told people about some of the slurs we had in Florida, and they were like, that's fucked up. I live in a literal swamp. I've never heard that shit. <laughs> and it's just, it's just terrible, right? Only, and you just got to adjust to that reality. We had about 40 pecan farms on our, on our subscriber list, and every single fucking night, one of those gates would go off. Some motion sensor, because a nutria or a possum or something would set them off. And you'd have to go call these people. And I realized two things. These are the only two things that got me through that experience. The first is people are nicer to you if you do a fake Southern accent. So, yeah, and all the calls are recorded, right? So the manager, I remember I, st I started just out of desperation doing a fake Southern accent. I can't, I've been, been in New York for like a decade now. I can't do it anymore. But I would just call people up and be like, Yes, sir. I'll, yeah, I'll tell you what, you got a god you got a goddamn southern gate going again. You want me to go ahead and call call police on this one? Or you can basically do it out there. And they'll be like, Oh, thank you for calling. You know, I know you're just doing your job, but but you, you go ahead and leave that you let that dog lie. And I'd be like, Yes, sir, and then <laughs> hang up. And it made the job so like again, the owner of the company was like, Rob, you are knocking it out of the park. You were the highest rated person yet. So that would help a little bit. But the other thing that would help is just when you don't have a call, they had a rule because business owners are like tyrants that you couldn't like watch TV. You couldn't be on your laptop. I remember uh, uh, Paul DeRevere, who's uh, very active on Twitter. He's been on this show. He was my coworker. He tried to bring in The Wire once because um, he's a white bearded man. Why wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> and then the owner was like you shut that hippity hop bullshit down right now i need you focused uh and so we realized like we just needed something that wouldn't show up on the cameras and i would listen to coast to coast am 
every single Hell night yeah. for six hours. Like from the moment I clocked in and that show started to the end, I never missed an episode. And it is the best show. Uh, Grim, how would you describe Coast to Coast AM? Uh, it's it's switched based on who's done it, but it's basically kind of like the idea is the host is getting called by completely psychotic people and indulging all of them simultaneously. Kind of like this and it's show. Fan- he'll be like, listen, I understand that you are saying you are the resurrection of Jesus Christ. However, on line four, I was just told that the resurrection of Jesus Christ was them. So who's being honest? What's your proof? Yeah, they really like they introduced scientific rigor and like southern good naturedness. It was like it, it was like if all science took place in Taos, New Mexico. That yeah, that was the that's vibe. A good description. And I just remember people being like, you know, a lot of people talk about the chupacabra, you know, but the fact is when you match up the description that people report with the real chupacabra, it 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 just don't track. That dog just don't hunt. And like Art Bell, who was the best, like George Norrie, bless his heart, is good. But Art Bell could really feign like credulity at this stuff. And he'd just be like, well, well, tell me what exactly about the descriptions. The thing you always want to do, right? When someone's just like, yeah, I've seen werewolves and they're real. And you want to be like, break it down over the next 10 hours. I got nothing but time. He's doing a solo paranormal, like, like cryptozoology uh, live show. So he really did have all the time in the world. He'd just be like, break it down. And someone would be like, yeah. well, it all starts with the shoulders, a strong silhouette. People look at the claws, but how many, how many traditional predators, apex predators and the like have claws? And you'd be like, you're making good points. You're making good points. And, and <laughs> he would do the thing that good journalists do that I never do, which is provide silence so the guests could continue talking. And, and so they just go like, yeah, and uh, it's other things, too. As you make your way down, the thing about uh, the chupacabra is their genitals are small and compact. As an apex predator, much like the African mountain gorilla silverbacks, they have some of the smallest genitals and genitalia in the animal kingdom. And then you go like, that's very interesting. It seems like you have a very close, intimate knowledge. Line four uh disagrees and it would be someone being like i seen that chupacabra he had a big old hog and i sucked it (laughs) and instead of that being the end that was the beginning (laughs) yeah i and it also is important to know that before 9-11 uh there was a lot more government shit and uh like they really shut that down. it was all like yeah they're gonna the there's gonna be a false flag terrorist attack on american soil like they do that like once a week and then you know they stopped pretty quick yeah you got a lot of calls that are like thing is if you see the redacted 9-11 report if you look at the house how the house of Saud, and then they would just drop randomly <laughs> yeah but i'll be honest you can learn a lot about jfk and the new orleans connection uh, if you listen there, it turns out Oster Hospital is actually a, a, a secret commando and they have secret tunnel. It was a beautiful show. But the, <laughs> the point is, yes, the point is when Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan experience was that sort of shit where he's just like, do you think Leah Harvey Oswald would have been able to make that shot without the cordyceps mushrooms that we now have in Alpha Brain? How many people have known about cordyceps mushrooms for longer than we think? It was great. 
that that was literally the first episode. He started talking in the very first or second episode. He starts talking about how mushrooms are not from Earth because they have six pairs of genomes instead of the two pairs that most DNA on Earth had. Like it was great. Yeah, Babs, you may not know this, but this is the this is the spermazoa theory that uh, spores <laughs> existed on meteorites. How do they survive that intense heat? They're alien spores. And they landed on Earth, and that's how why when you take mushrooms, you're able to see the machine elves that Timothy Leary talked about. It was basically <laughs> pure uncut podcasting, and just like Icarus, who flew too close to the sun, Joe Rogan over time sort of lost the thread. And now it's like when I talk about it, people are like, "Oh, this guy sucks," and it's like, "Yeah, correct, but for the wrong reason." You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's no appreciation of how fun the early shit was when he just really let like let shit fly. Yeah, he's a great man. But speaking of Apex podcasting, uh, again, <laughs> contractually obligated by these founders, Ricky Gervais and Joe Rogan, uh, to ask you guys uh, how you feel about Ukraine. <laughs> just sum that shit up because I did I did something very novel uh, around this Ukraine thing, which is despite being like. A, and look, all other Newland heads know what I'm talking about. Despite being a, a comely Maidan, that's what we called ourselves back in 2014, uh, I still felt like like eight years of following this shit did not prepare me to adequately... No one's giving me an intel briefing. You know what I mean? <laughs> Outside of FetLife where someone's just like, right. and things know about me, step on my balls and punch me in the face. That's the only briefings I get in my in my life and dms uh so i don't i i didn't have current intelligence so i started recording a ukraine episode back in the day and i deleted it because i'm like i i don't know enough about this like my information is eight years out of date i i don't fucking know it'd be irresponsible to to just speculate you know so i, I held my powder turns out that was a mistake the thing to do is just uh compare uh, Putin to Hitler in a in an unfavorable way, I guess. <laughs> so this is my first time getting into it. Any Ukraine takes summation from this point of view? Now that you're at the 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 peak of podcast Everest, the Dubinovich, you ready to launch some platinum takes? All I know is I'm mentally like checked out of the whole thing. I kind of just like saw it happening in the background. I was like, you know what? I have a lot more important things to worry about, so I'm not going to pay attention to this. And then all of a sudden, Russia invaded Ukraine. And then I just, the only, my only take is that being a communist where you don't like both sides in this situation is very not good in public because I went out to dinner with my mom and my boyfriend and we started talking about Ukraine and we very quickly became the main characters of that restaurant with every single liberal listening intently to what was happening at this table to the point where one guy stood up and was about to come over and then quickly like kind of just, he was like kind of leaving and then he, I think he was gonna say something that he just walked away because we were kind of openly just being like, yeah, they're full of fucking Nazis and uh, that apparently is not something you can point out anymore. Uh, actually, that's been debunked, uh, Babs. <laughs> they are not full of Nazis. The last eight years of them having serious problems with Nazis in the news was all Putin propaganda, uh. including Ukraine's internal studies and Israeli studies on violent incidents and pogroms in Eastern Europe. All fake. <laughs> I saw a video of a Ukrainian guy uh, whipping a group of, of Romani with a uh, eight-inch realistic 
you know, like they get the some of the dildos. Gonna need you to finish that sentence. I said, okay, you're going with dildo. Okay, <laughs> I'm not going with dildo. The the fucking Azov battalion <laughs> apparently is. Uh, and it was like a vid- eight inches is not realistic. Just so <laughs> we're more very likely clear than you might think. And so he he has this this realistic uh, Vic skin dildo. Uh, which, by the way, thanks for springing for the real stuff. NATO really doesn't cut corners when it comes to arming people. <laughs> and, and he had this this dildo, and he was just whipping women in the public square, going like, "What's it like being uh, a gypsy piece of filth?" and hitting them over the head with it. And it was just like, "God damn!" Like, I mean, I guess these people, like, this is the same group, like Azov. If, if you go all the way back, these are people that did pogroms against like the Jews and the Polish people. Like Lviv is not; ha- it doesn't have a great history of progressiveness and that sort of stuff. And it's just like you can't mention that anymore um it it's really right. weird babs to your point i and by the way even zelensky used to talk about this there's a really great yeah i wanted to put this in the the podcast i was going to insert this but it wasn't until the moment i i loaded it up that i realized oh wait a second this video has subtitles that won't work on a podcast <laughs> but he did a great because he's very charismatic he's like an entertainer he did like uh, an Obama press uh, White House correspondence dinner thing. Like, remember when Obama was like, hey, uh, you know what? If you want to date my daughter, two words, predator drone. And it's like, there's Mr. 90% himself. Very good riff, sir. <laughs> Zelensky had a bit where he was at one of those dinners and he was like, hey, I'm just, uh, I'm just wondering if anyone here could loan me a copy of Mein Kampf. Uh, just because uh, as a Ukrainian, uh, all the copies here are sold out. Yeah. And I was like, damn, that's, you know what? Good on you. Good on you. So someone told me supposedly the context earlier in the bit is he's doing it through the eyes of like Russian shit. But I really don't care because still, that just means he was ignoring yeah. it. Yeah, no, I mean, look, it, it's you don't you don't you don't do a joke where the premise is one that people can't figure out the punchline doesn't make sense without the premise right but yeah no that's one of those things i saw a tweet earlier from some blue check person with a half a million followers that was just like we need to st- take a moment and communicate how oftentimes disinformation is true information yes this video does depict what we would consider uh war crimes and racism but the fact that it's going into your feed is Russian disinformation because it encourages you to see Putin in a more sympathetic light. And like my, my like uh, I've only read one book, like most Americans, my most like George Orwell, 1984 take is like, that is the most like double think ass, whatever. Like, so you're saying that happened, but you're also saying it's not important to the current project, which I don't know why I'm surprised. That's basically yeah. how America does business around the world. Everyone knows. Acknowledgement is violent. Yeah. Everyone knows that I'm the biggest Houthi fan. Houthi, can, Houthi gang rise up, you know, literally being starved out and excelling. Those guys will fucking pick up anything to do battle except an L, right? Nobody gives a shit. 
Yeah, it's like it's the same shit that happened with all of the uh, email hacks during the 2016 cycle. It was like, okay, so maybe it's been verified true, but that doesn't matter because the fact that these are hacks means this is they didn't hack Donald Trump. So now you're only seeing disinformation from one side. And Uh, Babs, I know what you're talking about. Like this will be I'm not. Early on, I real I had a, a whole Ukraine episode that I was like, oh, I'll put, and then I realized like, you know, I have a job, I have stuff like, and people are in no state to do nuance right now. NATO was invented yesterday uh, to serve and protect the modern day Iron Man of Zelensky. And it's like, am I horrified by everything that's going on there? Yes, but it's just like it is untalkaboutable now. Like I walked, I went to Little Poland to get some pierogies and hear racism. Uh, and on the walk back, uh, I, I passed Veselka, and it's just like there was a line out the door. Every like TikTok uh, generic femme voice that's just like my average day in New York. They all showed up, and there's a line around the block for Veselka, <laughs> which is like upsetting in a culinary way, but also like in general, there it's just. As someone, we talk about being old, as someone that had to go through like the Dixie Chicks ass Iraq situation, I no longer have the stones to be contrary. At a bar, I told what I thought was a a banger joke. I I thought this was a a delicious riff, absolutely tasty. Uh, It turned out to be as disgusting as my preface to this joke. Uh, I was like, yeah, it's really fucked up what's going on in the Ukraine. And someone went, um, it's not the Ukraine. And I was like, uh, no, I know. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, no, well, no, I was like, I'm not, I'm not saying that. And like, uh, yes, like I am a socialist. I'm not saying that as like a pro-Soviet thing. Like I'm not that sort of socialist. I was just saying the Ukraine uh, in like a Florida sense, like in the same way I say. The Florida. Well, no, in the same way I talk about like in college football, how they call it the Ohio State University. It's not derogatory or anything. It's just like an appellation that denotes a very particular region that's filled with a higher than average concentration of uh, reactionaries and douchebags. That was how I was saying the Ukraine in that like college football sense. Nobody appreciated that. That was like a Fallout New Vegas pop up where I just lost five affinity points with everyone at the table. (laughs) So since then, I shut up. See, yeah, that's that's like a, a nice, even way to kind of smooth it over. I'm shocked it didn't go over. I My joke would have been to dig in harder and be like, you're right, it's Russia now. <laughs> like, really no, what just I ended go up into doing, it. The way I pulled the ripcord was just like, um, are you no-butting my New Vegas joke? That's transphobia. And now it, it just muddied the waters so much that no one knew what to do. <laughs> but no, before we get to anime uh i just just a quick recap of, of current events uh i don't know if you saw this biden uh, uh but uh, look biden did a um he gave a speech where you know he, he read the thing he did his he did his job um everyone's very proud of him but at the end he was like and that putin guy's got to go he advocated for for regime change <laughs> yeah yeah and i'm a big <laughs> fan of people losing the thread entirely And what happened immediately afterwards was journalists, you know, foreign policy weirdos that are all basically horrible human beings, except for Matt Lee at the AP, which I got to do an episode on him. He's so, he's so fucking cool. He's just like a, a, 
uh, morbidly obese. Uh, he's never shaved in his life, uh, yet somehow he maintains <laughs> like an inch and a half of stubble. He sits in the front row of the State Department briefings for over a decade and a half, just so you can't get a clear view of whoever's at the podium. Uh, everyone but him, you know, they called their contacts, they called the White House, and they're like, what does he mean by that? Are you like overtly calling for regime change? And the White House, this is the White House, this is the Democratic White House, was just like, no, he, look, he didn't, that wasn't what he meant. He was just momentary, he was momentarily inarticulate. And because the Dem base is so like Rachel Maddow, like Russia brained, he got the guy that reported that, the literal DNC talking points from the White House directly, the person that reported that got ratioed to hell by a bunch of liberals online going like, inarticulate, fuck you. You know he has a stutter. That's ableism. Hey, you know what? I don't think he was inarticulate when he was defending democracy like a real man would. Oh, by the way, is this what you consider articulate? And they're posting like Trump meme memes where he's like, hamburger, something I still don't know what it means. I'm never going to. That is the only thing that keeps me going in life. Uh, and it's just like, you are now doing... Fuck you. How dare you, Trumpist scum, to the White House's communications departments. They're you. They're not calling him inarticulate <laughs> to own him from the right. They're doing it to prevent nuclear hellfire and escalation. This is Kamala. This is yeah. Jen Psaki saying he was just inarticulate. But people are so feral and brain dead now that they're literally just like, uh, no, actually, this means we need to double down our our forces in Poland. It's just, it's beautiful. We've lost the thread on the right a long time ago. But now the actual Dem base, not the side that you'd like to see go rogue, like the DSA left side, which they got their own problems, but like the firm centrist group of the Democratic Party are now so Russia-brained that they're yelling at the White House about how they're supporting Trump when they try to prevent escalation. Just chef's kiss. I was in a group chat with some of my Were you were, were you in a group students. chat? <laughs> were you well, yeah. Were you making <laughs> some good riffs? Workshopping some tweets? <laughs> no, because I I cannot speak about politics with them anymore because they full are they they now use the phrase, you know, so far left that people go right wing quite frequently in the group chat. So I just completely shut up. But they were actively talking about how there should be a no-fly zone. And I just simply was like, do you know what a no-fly zone actually means? And they said, blah, 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 all of these things. And I was like, that's not what a no-fly zone means. So at this point, it's just words that I feel like liberals are getting attached to without actually understanding the meaning, which is just like that 9-11 kind of culture all over again. Yeah. It's very upsetting, especially because like none of them know we actually did a no fly zone with Russia and then Russia violated it. And we were like, well, guess we're not going to shoot. <laughs> We've already played that game really 10 years is, ago. Look, I, I would say I'm 36 now. So I, I would say that like uh, this is the chickens coming home to roost with regards to Libya and Syria, the sort of uh, defanging of the idea of a no fly zone. Uh, you know, it, it served its purposes for neoliberal imperialism back in the day, and it, it softened the edges sufficiently that people did accept it as a sufficient 
measure, much like sanctions, which back in the interwar period, World War One to World War Two, was actively considered. And this is on paper. This is like it wasn't a secret. It was considered like a weapon of war, right? Right. Sanctions now totally acceptable, despite the massive human cost, uh, and no fly zone now recently acceptable because it allowed you to continue on your day and, and nothing bad happened. And now they've got a situation where they absolutely cannot uh, push for in the white house, a, a NATO backed no fly zone in Ukraine. And people are just like, why are you supporting Trump? <laughs> it's honestly beautiful. It's, it's all very, very upsetting. And the cavalier attitude everyone has with this, um i i i know some fucking libs who have terrible opinions on ukraine and are you know just you know completely uh the the nazi thing's not a big deal but they at least have the backstop of like oh but we're not gonna go to roller Russia over this shit like literally like they at least understand the principle that russia is a nuclear power and you can't just shoot down i don't know i've seen a lot of hungry people that for some reason think that like America could actually like kick Russia's ass, and now oh, now Russia too, yeah. is also buddying up with China, and I don't think that anyone wants to deal with that. So I yeah, just I've seen like a lot of just insane threads just from like liberal warmongers who think that somehow we could like ma- like what was that one? There was like that one post that everyone clowned on that guy who was like, "Why don't you just take Russia from the back?" And he was like, "You know, just drop them in Siberia, and then they'll head over to fucking Moscow." just like not accounting for like the thousands and millions of miles of just trees and like frozen Iceland, like all over. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. They think that Russia is also populated like evenly throughout, which is why the NATO, uh, the, the map of NATO moving further and further East to them doesn't freak them out. Cause they're like, well, they have all that <laughs> land and it's like, right. But the part they all live in is on that little speck is that little sliver going up and down there that they're moving closer to. I appreciate that. That's where they all live. Like the realm of frat guy, foreign policy in America, where it's just like, bro, if you convince them, it won't really cause that much pain. You can take them from the back. And it's like, <laughs> hell yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> If America gets drunk enough, it can beat a, like, a UFC like the fighter. Too, there's been some like galaxy brain geopolit like geopolitics where they're talking about how Russia is considering uh, aligning with Armenia, just just like bring in even more terrible uh, peop- alliances, you know, just just to bring in more enemies that the U.S. has to back unconditionally. And it's like, okay, that might seem like a yep. good idea, but if if I've learned anything from uh, watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians with ex-girlfriends, it's like that's a lobby you do not want to go against. If if Kim Kardashian <laughs> is coming out against NATO, that's a dangerous move for the United States. <laughs> yes. Anyway, I I just I I think it's it's very funny that now the U.S. is fully off the rails. Um, I I even like I have to say. I, I know we're we're talking too much. I want to get to like the fun weeb chat, but but like <laughs> right now I am kind of uh, feckless politically because I've always like supported the DSA here and recently their leadership. Where I'm like, okay, look, they're a little annoying, but their hearts are in the right place. I don't know if you saw this, but recently their leadership like un- unanimously dissolved the DSA's like BDF like Palestinian oh, yeah, thing. Yeah, I saw that. 
and like all their leaders are posting like 48 part threads where the 48th post is like for the next thread click here and they're all just like i'll be honest i had to i was weeping i had to do self-care it really hurt me and did a lot of trauma when i had to dissolve the palestinian working group but at the end of the day uh, i was getting too many calls from the squad about how they were uncomfortable aligning with us and it's just like hell yeah bro way to speak truth to power by dissolving any of your ideals the moment that Jamal Bowman disagrees with them. <laughs> like I've been, I've been willing to overlook a lot of very questionable actions by, by DSA members because I'm a white male uh, a f- fellow traveler, but like just pick, just stand by one ideal and it would be fine. And to me, this is just like a breaking point where it's just like, Oh, okay. Even if you're the type of person that is going to like, uh, DSA fundraisers slash drag shows where everybody's just, you know, wearing from the river to the sea t-shirt crop tops. Like, I, even if you're that guy, you're still like, yeah, but if if a member of the House of Representatives says it's hurting their electoral chances, we'll change everything about us. I no longer know what org to be with. If anyone listening has uh, suggestions, please let me know. Because I, I don't feel like doing mutual aid and just like supporting people with right politics is getting it done right now well i yeah i mean there's you know there's so many different works to consider and i've recently been falling in with one that's focused on a lot of you know international work a lot of i mean really bonding people no i know i i i I saw you at the state project but i'm not sure they're the answer either (laughs) No, no, no. It's, it's, I mean, it's all positive. They're trying to make a new, more democratic country. And uh, so, yeah, just it's uh, Azov, A Z O V, just Google Azov Battalion. Yeah, it's the, the only people who believe in anything and have any kind of like moral backbone and are organized are just right wing groups all across the world at this point. And we actually are seeing like, and I, I don't really, to be honest, I don't really know how I feel about it, but we are seeing chuds like chuds workers starting to kind of see i would say like a little bit of like the the capitalist issues there and they're waking up but they're going further right and it's kind of like one of those things where it's like i wish there was like a bigger left project that could kind of harness that energy and just be like yes you're right these people are against you the elites are ruining your life they no politician wants you they all would not care if you died they only want to suck your surplus value but instead of that they're like oh but that means that, you know, vaccines are like, you know, they, they just they put that energy in the wrong place. And it sucks because we are at like, I feel like kind of a pivotal moment where an organization would be really helpful with that. And like, for example, DSA just kind of like getting rid of all their morals. Just, yeah, it's just sucks. it's really amazing how fucking dumb and awful. That's the title uh, shit has got. And yeah, no, you're right. Like I see right right-wing people being activated i'm not going to like make a right-wing pivot because i'm not selling t-shirts but i yeah. really do wish <laughs> that someone could just publish like the protocols of the elders of dupont and just like get get the, just give them something just throw them a little red meat i mean fucking putin putin did a press conference to compare himself inshallah with the martyr jk rowling but like this is the level we're at now, which you know what? Great red meat to the Tucker audience that is already like, yeah, they do go after her too much. But it's just a nice reminder that like everyone is human and we're all dumbasses. You know, I wish there was some sort of systemic, yeah, uh, a framework by which people could 
override their their worst instincts. Like I don't believe in that Hobbesian shit, but I do believe, uh, sorry, anarchists, that some amount of like ritual and structure and like framework for community building. It's very hard to take the first step alone. You know, I just wish there was something where people could be like, okay, step one, what's this? And then find out more things that lead them to their better angels. I don't know what that is. I'm not about to become a Maoist third worldist because I'm not going to read Mao or any books. Uh, But like my belief in Western socialism leading anywhere good is let's say at an all time low. You know, I've always believed that at the end of the day, like you are who you are. And the whole thing about like propaganda doesn't work on me. Bullshit. Like we were raised, all of us, no matter who we are in the West, we're raised in a sort of like consumerist, instant gratification, like individualistic society. And even when you get a new idea, right, it doesn't mean that you can embody it or commit to it with your whole self. You can do it intellectually and you can try to have it inform your behaviors, but that is like a psychological superstructure on a base that has long since been inculcated. And so... I don't know. Maybe I'm on my John the Baptist thought shit. Like right now, I think maybe the only answer is to realize that uh, you're not Lenin, you're Moses, which sounds flattering, but it means you're never going to reach the promised land. And maybe if you can just get five people to realize some amount of class consciousness uh, and like get people to realize that, uh, they have some affinity with other people. So the next time a stochastic bottom-up thing happens, like we saw in the wake of George Floyd, maybe people have some ideology beyond like taking TikToks in Nancy Pelosi's office. Outside of that, I, I really got nothing. Yeah, same. yeah it's, it's Everything gets repurposed. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking uh, no, no ethical consumption under capitalism has went from like being a phrase used to say hey you should consume as little as possible and now just means like oh since it's all unethical then i it doesn't really matter what i do i don't even like i don't even fault people for it the thing is it's like john the baptist uh, when like the zealots would come to him and be like now's the time to act you got a following let's do it he'd be like we we can't we are not yet ready the best thing you can do is go back to your villages and raise awareness so that the next generation or the next generation will be able to overcome Rome, right? And it ended up working out, like, long-term. I mean, fucking Rome fell. It became a Christian nation. Like, shit ended up working out. But when I see people online uh, just spouting absolute insanity, it's like, well, what do you expect? We all are, in a sense, we're all in a place of economic precarity such that the only way to survive is to commodify oneself. And the only way to effectively uh, increase the value of a commodity is to make it scarce, which in the like, you know, world of letters means have the most ostentatious takes so that you aren't there in the bell curve in the middle being ignored. So it's like, I understand this natural impulse to be how people are, but it, it doesn't exactly engender a lot of faith in the project going forward. And honestly, I'm like someone like me, I I had a decent fine job when I lived in New York. I moved, I relocated, and now I literally live on the poverty line. I make $100 more than the actual poverty line. 
I'm too fucking tired to try to do anything. And I think a lot of other Americans kind of feel the same way. I mean, COVID, we saw like huge job losses. So everyone's just fucking exhausted from like getting beaten down by capital every day where it's kind of hard to even, I don't know, for someone like me to even think about organizing. And I think a lot of other Americans are kind of like that too. Like three years of COVID is just kind of, sucked i feel like a lot of energy out of things that once were yeah it's all over it's uh people aren't keeping anything consistent too in how they think uh libs loving all of the deep state shit during the trump era and now they're mad the government can't do things they want and it's like well they weren't doing things that trump people wanted either like that that's kind of you were celebrating this fact before and now you seem to completely not understand why they can't just say, you know, you Putin, you're fired. Like it, it, you understood it completely. You had the framework before. Yeah. There's a deep state, but you were like, but it's good. <laughs> and now that the deep state is like not on your terms, you're, you're like, wait, what, what's happening? It, it's all very depressing. But that said, uh, I'd like to transition to something. And if you think I'm not going to put a Eurobeat bumper in right now, you're out of your mind. <laughs> this, this, is, this is music made by Italian club gays for OSTs in Japanese animes to be consumed in the English language by Western uh, Wakasashi owners. If you think I'm not going to put running in the 90s in right now as we transition to anime, you're out of your mind. Because I've said I'm too old. <laughs> To embrace like new top, I just don't have the the energy and my spirit to embrace sort of like new hobbies. But I need to find something. I've deleted my Final Fantasy character. There's a new. I it was it was time to go. We we oh, had damn. a very nice funeral. Shout out demographic metric on Xcal. You, you soared to the heights. Uh, so I'm looking for like a new thing. But I feel like I'm too old to start fresh. And I feel like I do have a little bit of a predisposition towards anime i've never been able to like fully commit you know but i've got enough experience that maybe i could come in as like an adept amateur and so babs i'd, I'd love to hear more about the beautiful world that is weebdom i mean you're you're not the only one because i mean anime is like growing in like a gigantic way i mean it's no longer like the uncool thing i like for, like, for example, between 2002 and 2017, the anime industry doubled to 19 billion. And now one third of anime, uh, of, of media in 2022, behind sitcoms and drama, is becoming anime. 7% of all consumption, which is a really big, I mean, back like when I first started watching Jesus. anime, like back, you know, in like the early 2000s, which was, by the way, the peak of quality anime is the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s. That's, that was the best. That was like the gold mine. Has been what are we talking about in that period? But, what are the titles we're talking about? Bebop, Ghost in Shell, FLCL. You're talking uh, about Fooly Cooly right there. Like, I thought, yeah, Fooly Cooly. I thought Ghost in the Shell was like 98 or 97. 2002 was, was standalone. I'm watching it right now with standalone complex. The But the movie came out in 97. But like, I'll, oh, I was, I thought you I'll cap movie. it like 96 to like 07. There's just like a bunch of really good shows that came out around then. Like Mushishi is like kind of another show that's like a very different vibe from all of that. But there's, but I mean, yeah, that was just the good stuff. But that's why anime is now cool which is kind of a new thing. And that's kind of putting like a lot of pressure on the industry. Yeah. I, would that be the period where Miyazaki did um, Princess Mononoke? No, that was older. Oh, yeah. That was older. Um, I thought, I thought that was 97. Mononoke. Mm, 
Yeah, because I, I uh, tried to convince my family to go to it, and they made me see some garbage James Bond I'll be honest. I, I have no idea what Princess Mononoke is. That's just a reference I picked up from the, the worst girls in the world's tattoos that I was forced to identify. <laughs> That's the only reason I know what Junji Ito is. Everyone has that dumb Bob bitch on, <laughs> on their arm. Um, I want to get into it, but I, I have to say it's a little bit, especially now, off-putting. Like, if you go on Twitch... I was talking to an, an ad agency uh, executive because my life in Brooklyn is terrible. And I was I was talking about like VTubers and how now a very popular genre is you just like motion cap a big titty anime girl with like Morrigan from Darkstalkers w- wings. And you just do, <laughs> it really doesn't matter. If you can hit a mezzo soprano and play video games online, you will have 14,000 people watching all of your streams. And I'm like, you guys should be up on that. It seems pretty popular. And they're like, no, the only thing that matters on Twitch is Hassan. And I'm like, brother, I, I don't know. I feel like if anything, Hassan would be more powerful if, if he looked like somebody from, uh, uh, fuck, I don't even know. The, what, are the, what, what are the anime games people play now? Fuck. Guilty Gear. Guilty Gear. Final Fantasy Look, 14. If Hassan got a Guilty Gear anime, he'd be president right now. But I, I between the VTubers, which is like weird to me, and also... That's weird to me, too. As a weeb, that's weird. Also, like, there's a little bit of, um, like, do I have to be a pedophile to like anime? Because I feel like I've gone, I've gone pretty far <laughs> down the, the list of um, FetLife categories, but I did skip most of the P part because there's a lot of unpalatable <laughs> things here. But I, I just want you to explain, uh, if you would, Babs, what the fuck is going on with anime people? Like the joke is that, oh no, it's okay. I'm jerking off to this because she's actually a 40,000 year old tree spirit in, in the body of a young girl. And so she's very mature and all that is, you should get that from the drawing that I paid $500 for on DeviantArt thing. It, I, I have a hard time getting into that. And you told me that that's like a very real concern with anime. So real quick, yeah. I'm going to go rock a piss and I just want you to explain what the toothbrush scene <laughs> is to at not Christiane here uh, so she she can get a yeah I, neither do I I don't know either I refuse no, here you go. to this explain shit. the toothbrush scene <laughs>
weeb okay, who knows yeah. what I'm talking about with the toothbrush scene. I hope that you were just as fucking... It, I, I had to stop watching the show. I, I couldn't... And it's a really big series. But essentially... Am I going to be traumatized? This guy brushes... Okay. Yeah, pro- I was traumatized. Okay. Like I, I, uh, So when you're a weeb, you have to kind of overlook a certain amount of problematic content, I'll say. The Japanese seem to love like little sister things, and uh, pedophilia is a big part of that. So you, I mean, not every show, I would say maybe 5% of shows is something that pops up. But it does something that does pop up if you watch enough anime. But essentially, the toothbrush scene is from this show called uh, Monogatari Series. And this guy brushes his little sister's teeth in a very um, sexual fashion, I'll say. And it's like, prob- it's, it's essentially porn. And I'm just amazed that they were even able to like air it on Japanese TV. But that was it. That's a very famous problematic thing that we have to as weebs face. Why was he brushing his sister's porn. teeth? It's a very like quirky meta show, so they kind of work it into like the plot. It's it's stupid, but it, it's, essentially it's there for fan service. <laughs> how old is the sister? And how old is thirteen? So she doesn't know how to brush 18. her own teeth. No, that's not. She very much does. But <laughs> yeah, it's not great. But I mean, that's kind of just like a microcosm of like what happens in it. There is. A lot that you have to overlook if you've seen as much anime. <laughs> I mean, look, Rob and I were talking a while back, and I was saying, you know, there's something. I feel like there's just something off with the anime people, and I can't put my finger on it. And he was like, "Oh, that's pedophilia," and I was like, "What do you mean?" Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and he, was, he went through the whole thing. He explained. He explained what is it called, Lola or Loli, and. Okay, yeah, he explained all of that to me, and now I really am truly, like, it confirmed my suspicions. Every single one of you, you're all on my list, including you, Babs. (laughs) I don't trust you. (laughs) Sorry. You're going to have to... This is I like will a, say the lolly. This is like a not all like a not all men thing. It is all men until they prove otherwise. <laughs> it is all weebs until you prove otherwise. I'm not no. I'm so sorry, but no. I I will say that the the lolly out the uh, the lolly obsessed in the in the community is much an outlier and they are very much bullied as they should be. Are they yes. though? Because I see them everywhere. If you it, see them, it's because it's, it's like promoting like a bad take, which is like I, in Weeb Twitter, everyone just fucking shits on them. And I mean, for for an example, people who are monogatari fans like that series I talked about are just known as it's like a code word for pedophile. Like, oh, I bet you love monogatari. That's despicable. And demented. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan. I'm really not a fan. It's, not great, it's just, I mean, but, but how do you see? Here's the thing. Stories. It's, oh, it's beautiful stories. You just have to overlook the fact that half of these people want to fuck a child. Like, at what point? And, and also, at what point in the chain of normalization do you suddenly just start thinking, well, you know, this is my friend and like, you know, but, you know, he's a great guy, except for that he likes to fuck children. Like, how long does it take for you to get from there to, well, you know, fucking children isn't that bad as long as it's just on cartoons, right? Like, at what point do you also become one of them? I'm I'll, it's, it's definitely, I, I would say that you are not ever going to be okay with the lolly and that kind of thing, those themes in anime, if you're not already on board with them. Because... I, like I said, it's not in every anime. It's in, I would say, probably 5% of what I've watched. But, like, if you are, there are entire genres that are dedicated to that. So those people kind of weed themselves out and only end up watching them. You know what, though? Here's the thing. 
You say it's only in 5% of what you've watched. You know how much child porn I've watched? 0%. That's how much child porn I've watched. So already, I just, okay, like, mm, I'm worried for you. I'm worried for you. 5% is a big, this is a large percentage of. Yeah. It's, oh, it's much higher than I would want it to be. But so then why do you keep, why do you keep watching it? If you know that that's a possibility, like, do you read the reviews of the shows I mean, before they start? And it's like, oh yeah, there's child porn yeah. in here. And then you say, well, I'm going to watch it anyway because the story seems nice. Like, how did you get to that 5%? <laughs> I could have watched my 1% well, and it's said, kind oh, of like never people again. watching cop shows. It's like watching you know, cop like, shows. People love cop shows. I don't know. Well, that shouldn't be supportive Well, either. see, here's the thing. If, if you watch a show like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you can rationalize it as this is a fictional parallel universe where the cops are cool and do their job. So are you saying that you're watching anime in a fictional parallel universe where it's okay to fuck your sister's toothbrush mouth? Like, I don't... <laughs> What's the... <laughs> Explain it to me. I'm still... You're gonna... You're gonna I have mean, yeah, to do more... You're gonna have to do... I don't know. Much more explaining to get me on board because I'm still... I am, I'm suspicious of you. So make me unsuspicious of well, you. If, you're I mean, not gonna not all weeds me. I won't allow it. thousand shows that do not have pedophilia. What? There are hundreds of... There are, wonder, there are thousands of wonderful shows that do not have a single drop And of somehow you still manage to find 5% of them with child porn and watch them. It's unavoidable. It's unavoidable. But so see, that's my thing is that I, if I ever saw a show and there was one instance hinting at the possibility of child porn, I'd turn it off. And you haven't, you, but well, you yeah. didn't turn it off because you could have, of all the anime you watch, it could have been a 0.001% that you watched of that one time that was an accident, but you somehow got from that 0.001 to five. So where is that? What happened in between? Like I said, you just gotta kind of just go you just, sometimes with some of the. See, I don't, I don't like any of these loose morals, which is why I do a lot of my charity work with oh. the Catholic Church to ensure. Listen, I don't know. A Catholic Church is a whole nother scenario. All right. Five percent sounds 5% about right for them, though. Five percent right. uh, sounds low. See, but you know, here's church. the difference. Nah, because five percent of the hundreds of thousands. Weaves is... in the Catholic Church. By the way, I'm possibly now regretting having moved to fucking Brooklyn. I used to be a nice girl from LA, and now I say things like, "Here's the difference between weaves and the Catholic Church." The difference between weaves and the Catholic Church is that at least other Catholics. The ones who aren't doing the child fucking are disgusted by the child fucking. You're never going to catch me defending a child fucker priest. And yet somehow other weebs are like, you've just got to push past the problematic behaviors. You will never see me standing next to the Pope and not saying like, hey, dude, what are we going to do about the child fucking? And I don't see that in the weeb community. It, it exists. I just think that you probably haven't been in, in the weeb community. Well, I certainly have not been in the weeb community. About, but... Yeah, I mean, it is it is a huge problem. And like, that's just unavoidable. Because I mean, even like, if you think about it, like normies, normies are obsessed with Evangelion. All the characters in Evangelion are very underage. They're all 14. And yet, I mean, I would say even normal people not in the weed community sexualize them. So it's just kind of one. Of, and part of that is... What is really? The, what is the you premise of Evangelion? Well, I mean, by kind of the narrative, but like Shinji, like jacks off he in his jacks hand. Off he's in like, his oh, hand. this is probably bad. Yeah. Oh yeah, the child jacks off in his hand while she's unconscious. Yeah. And like, so tell me the premise of this show, and I'll tell you whether it's acceptable. 
Of Evangelion? Yeah, I've never... I'm not explaining the premise of Evangelion. It's about a son who likes being in the warm fluids of his mother. <laughs> Again, uh, despicable and demented. <laughs> Spoilers, but you're not wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. Now we're doing spoiler alerts for the child pornography. Very courteous of you. <laughs> Honestly, you could you could actually argue that Evangelion is the most popular child porn that has ever been. No, oh, you could argue that Evangelion is the most popular child porn that's ever been created. And you're telling me again that I have to somehow just push through the problematic issues. They seem to be a little bit more. It's the most Famous child porn ever. It's the most famous anime that even normies watch. And it's also child pornography. So what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Are we normalizing it or aren't we? Because it sounds to me like we're doing a hell, of, a hell of a lot of normalizing. But like on the other side of the spectrum, one of my favorite mangas, which is just the masterpiece of all masterpiece, Berserk, they approach sexual assault and child rape in a really serious, really good way where it talks about like the problems that these things have. So there are both spectrums where it's viewed as very lightly, like blah, blah, blah. And then there's other, you know, series that really try to tackle, I would say, aspects of the culture, but you know, it's, it's hit and miss. And it's kind of like how it is with, I would say, even like podcasts, people can put up like the same, like moral, you know, oh, well, like, how are you listening to Come Town, blah, 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 those kinds of things as well. Of course, it's not a one-to-one comparison, but, you know, there's bad shit everywhere, and it's just... But here's the thing. Did yeah. anybody on Come Town ever fuck a kid? You're not actively seeing anyone fuck. <laughs> well, see, you, you say it's hit or miss, and that this other show, <laughs> they tackle the child rape in a very serious matter. So out of all weeb content, what percent of it is encouraging <laughs> child fucking, and what percent of it is saying child fucking is bad? Because I think those percentages are very important, and I have a suspicion that one number is higher than the other, and it's not going to go the way you want it to. You are, yeah. you are okay. correct. That, that one number is much higher than the other, and it is not great. <laughs> I will say the majority of the child fucking is great and incest is great is uh, assigned to one specific genre called isekai. And that is now uh, just, I mean, if you're more seriously, you just don't watch them because it's just, that's all it is now. Have you ever considered taking up crochet or something a little bit more (laughs) above board? Yeah, but that involves me doing something and not just staring at my computer with it. But you know what? You know what? The the one hobby that's you know you say it it doesn't involve you doing anything. Right now, it involves a whole lot of defending that you wouldn't have to be doing otherwise. Like I don't see anybody in the crochet <laughs> community having to demonstrate why they are not one of the child fuckers. To to merge these two lines, by the way, I. Uh, took up leatherworking recently as a fun, uh, nice hobby that would be adorable, and like I could make some fun stuff. And then I found out that like half the people in the leatherworking I was are gonna like say. BDSM like freaks who do say, not want I, their stuff can to I like. Some assless <laughs> chaps. People will find a way to make <laughs> all anything chaps are ashless. That is, if we've learned anything about society, <laughs> everyone will find. Especially out. The children, children are not horny. horny. The children are not horny, but the people who are. You know, it's, 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 
the children are horny in some of the stuff. I mean, sure, are we right? going to pretend I mean, that like, you know, Miley Cyrus and Britney Spears weren't violently sexualized when they were like, you know, 17, 16 year olds. You know what I mean? It's, it's, that's kind of another thing. Yeah. Too. But that's also objectively I mean, gross. Britney, Britney Spears. Yeah, leave Britney Spears the yeah. hell alone. I'm saying that she's been a fucking victim of like that kind of society for her entire life. Of course she was. This poor woman, Britney Spears, by the way, the last thing I'll oh say is she literally went on Instagram the other day and said that watching the show Euphoria soothes her anxiety. Not a person on earth is watching this show about teenagers overdosing while they're having sex with each other and somehow is like, this is so soothing. Like, what did that poor woman have to experience? That's you actually know, a very that's good, a good example point because, because I've, yeah, I've said euphoria, euphoria is child porn, <laughs> and it absolutely is. Euphoria is absolutely the demented child pornography. Euphoria is in their twenties. Yeah, but they're but they're not they're, they're not playing people in their twenties. But what you're saying that sixteen year olds in high schools don't have sex? No, because you're not saying this is not the body of a child having no, sex no, with no. someone. Because and, oh, it's, it's a four thousand year old tree spirit. No, this is too. Two 25-year-old actors no, no. pretending to be... It's, they're two 25-year-old actors very acting like they're two 16-year-olds having consensual 16-year-old sex. The season starter with her being in the bathtub and having the piss rag thrown on her face is absolutely the sexual as a, like that is the Barry Levinson or why well, I always fuck up the guy, but, or Sam Levinson, that, that is absolutely him getting his rocks off. He is like, yeah, wouldn't it be hot if like the hot girl had to stay in the shower tub and she, you took a big dump in front of her and your dick was just hanging out and you threw a piss rag on her face. Yeah. yeah. Like it totally That's feels not like child porn. That's fetish. how Lyndon Johnson I mean, got fucking shit passed in the Senate, by the way. Doing exactly that. <laughs> taking a dump in front of people and throwing his cum rag on her. Absolutely. And this sounds like degeneracy to me. Yeah, it, it's it like is definitely it feels like it's a guy doing like it's not child porn if they're 22. Like it's literally just Oh, but it, I can pretend they're actually 16 because that's what they're doing, too. Like, it absolutely so, feels like child porn. To complete this conversation, we just had a woman who had just spent like 20 minutes trying to explain to me why I shouldn't be suspicious of the child fucking community come for our good queen Zendaya. I'm done with this. A, that, that was the last straw. <laughs> that was the last straw. I cannot believe that this has happened. I cannot believe that this has happened. I'm worried for your safety. <laughs> I'm already, I'm already too far gone. Do you know how many fucking wigs I own now? Do you know how how deep this is in me? I own five wigs. I am too far gone. Because they're green and pink. Wigs? Cosplay. <laughs> yeah, except thank you. You know, <laughs> listen. Wigs are expensive too. Like good, like good wigs are like two hundred dollars, aren't they? For like uh, a really I don't good know wig? where you're shopping. I spend fifteen dollars on Amazon, and I get a great wig. <laughs> I don't know. I did that hair donation thing in college, where like you grow your hair out for like a couple semesters, and then they cut it off and give it to like yeah, that's for a good cause. I'm doing they were like each wig costs two hundred dollars. So fifteen dollar wig is fine by me. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yeah, like Babs is getting the kind so. of wigs where you can't wear them once it's like eighty degrees on account of they'll melt. So oh no. Yes. Remember you cannot, the wildly you cannot get a hair dryer wig? near that, or it will completely melt to your scalp. <laughs> you know who's got a good wig? Beyonce. Apparently, she's got like Norwegian twins eating organic flaxseed by the like by the kilo, and like harvesting their hair from them for her wigs. So, 
Apparently, I saw it on Twitter, Wait, so really? it must be true. If you told me that, I would believe yeah. it. Actually, no, I saw yeah, it on like, TikTok, so it's probably even truer than seeing it on Twitter. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm so, I'm worried about you, Babs. I'm still I'm gonna say not all weebs. I think it is all weebs. I think you're on the pipeline. I think there is a direct like slide to look. It's 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 the Yu-Gi-Oh card to child pornography pipeline. It's got to be stopped. Sorry. You can't. <laughs> All of us were indoctrinated by birth by Pokemon to be, to, to be expected. Yeah, of course you were indoctrinated by birth called Pokemon. You think that thing was called Squirtle on accident? Okay. <laughs> I'm done. I have, I have, I have to go. I have to go reflect and meditate. <laughs> I apologize, y'all. I keep my pit bulls hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, I, I mean, I, I wasn't privy to most of that conversation because of headphones, but I, I would just say it sounded like there was a lot of 5% talk. I like the <laughs> NBA. They play 82 games. If Russell Westbrook, every 20 games, like four times a season, if he was just like, well, it was a big win. We, we gave it all we got. Uh, just looking forward to the playoffs. Probably, uh, you know, go out, get a nice dinner fuck a sophomore in high school i would be like i don't want to watch the nba anymore you know what i mean <laughs> isn't that just ben <laughs> well, though? I, I don't, i'm not ready to, uh, <laughs> to sy- systematize uh, ben roethlisberger's behavior but i will say when i was in georgia i dated uh, a young lady who was there the night that he uh G, was it georgia central something university she was there the night of and, oh, and she was like yeah oh, yeah he sexually assaulted her so you know but i boycott the nfl <laughs> so there you go i'm both more i'm both moral and insufferable there and also go. madden hasn't been that good in, ever since they bought the 2k license so i'm not really missing out on too much listen i just wanted to get in one of the five sports references job. i could make so what we're going to do now, because you got a hard out in 10 minutes, uh, right? Okay, so uh, Grim, yeah. can I get you to come back and we'll talk UX stuff later? Um, oh, sure. Yeah, that's yeah, we'll a, that's a deeper out. topic we'll, like, for like more time. It. Uh, what I'm going to do now is jump ahead um, and then we'll come back and me and you will talk about like labor issues and then we'll do the bonus with uh, Grim. Sound good? Because there is something Sound I'm going to do. Okay. So before we end the anime topic and move on to UI UX gamification, which Grim, what does that even mean? 
Uh, it's user interface, user experience. It's basically a really complicated way to say uh, people trying to keep your eyes on their app or their web page specifically as much as possible. Is that like a thing? So I mean, I've off. looked at LinkedIn before. Is that something that anyone outside of Oakland, San Francisco knows what it is? Like, am I meant to know what that is? <laughs> Uh, if you do anything involved in tech, you definitely know what it is because they tend to be the most annoying people to deal with because it's not about what's efficient. It's about what you're basically having to change shit for their uh, their comfort. But like you know, the only experience comfort, I have so, with UI UX yeah. stuff is apparently the new Elden Ring is problematic because even though you can stab a big titty vampire in the chest with a sword bigger than your entire body, the, the health bars are not conveniently placed and that makes it a bad game. That's UX UI, right? Like, yeah, that, that would people be considered seem really a UX annoying. UI problem. But it's actually... <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's... Yeah. It, it like can be helpful or, you know terrible based on what you really are trying to accomplish but it's 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 big because in the same way people salesmen are always easier to justify than making higher salaries because you can attach a dollar value to their output uh, it's the same deal with ui ux where you can i mean those guys make that same thing the salesman does but multiplied an infinite amount because you can measure the that sounds incredibly demonic i'm sure it's very nice people but I think we'll, we'll get to that in, so in the, the bonus segment here. But before we go, just to sort of synthesize everything we've learned, um, I found a, a quiz on BuzzFeed called Which Anime Type Are You? Dere Lowly. I, I can only assume what that means. Dere, Lowly, Nico, and more. I've collected 63 types from Nikos to Yandere's, Mega Nikos to Sunshun's, so find out what you are. By the way, a lot of this is even over my head. It's a very serious anime. Well, watch. look, that's why that's why we have at Lily the Dino community contributor with over 110 points to help us through this. Now, I took this quiz. I don't know if you did, Babs. I took this quiz. Apparently, no. I'm a Kudare. Um, if anyone at home knows what that is, feel free to just reach out to me in DMs at Dumb and Awful and explain it before immediately killing yourself. Um, I'm very happy to take that, take that responsibility from you. But I just thought as a synthesis, Marx is all about synthesis, right? I've read almost 400 characters of Hegel and I'm ready to find out geopolitically what anime type Vladimir Putin is. <laughs> so I just like to take this quiz real quick before we lose you, Grim. Is that okay? You're an expert at politics. Yeah, let's uh, do it. Here we go. The which anime type right. are you for Vladimir Putin? Uh, first question, boy or girl? The options are female, male, or other. I feel like it's an easy male, right? This guy's like a yeah. Sambo champ. Yeah, he, he's, you know, fighting with the Emilianakos and in, in show fights. He's riding horses. Male, easy. Uh, pick one. Generic category. Love is everything. I like murder. B-b-baka. Food. Hand kisses or Tachibana Kanade? Which I think I like murder is probably very Putin. I don't know that he likes it, but you know, you don't spend as long in the KGB and the FSB and running Russian intelligence without liking a little bit of murder. And frankly, it's like one of those things where if you have a hard drive of like 700 gigabytes of anime, you're inherently suspect. I think even one 
rice and pellet on the end of an umbrella in your apartment means I like murder. Uh, next question. What if you were a sister? So if if Vladimir Putin was a sister, okay. the options are I would be caring, Oni-chan, quirky, mature, free-spirited, motherly, or I would act like an older sister. Oh. I mean, Oni-chan is like demon child. No, or no, no, I thought nope, that. Nope, wrong, see, nope. Look, not a fetish thing. No, as someone that was a top 100 DDR player in 2002, Oni mode in DDR Extreme and DDR Max 2 <laughs> was when every step you missed would deplete your life bar and you couldn't get it back. And I remember uh, someone playing the song Sakura, which I think is Cherry Blossom, saying, I'm actually doing it on Oni mode. And he had a girlfriend, and I remember thinking, how the fuck did this happen? And it, it being sort of a flashbulb <laughs> memory for me. So I think Oni-chan is like a, a demonic sister. So I would be... Go so, ahead. Right. Oni-chan literally translates to, uh, like, bro- loving brother, essentially. Like... Like Oni Chan would be like it's Chan is like in Korean how you, how you know they like they they use that to like mean like smaller younger. But oh, you're talking yeah. to young King Sejong over here. Don't talk to me about Hangul. This is Japanese though. I would be caring, Oni Chan, quirky, mature, free spirited, motherly, or I would act like an older sister. Vladimir Putin, go. This is by the way, this is the worst version of the McLaughlin report. <laughs> Vladimir Putin, mature, free spirited, or motherly. <laughs> Babs, go. I think he's free spirited. I think he's free spirited. Grim. Mature or free-spirited. So if I have to choose between those two, you know what? I'm going to say he's not being... Dharma and Greg. The thing is, despite NATO and despite the stresses of managing oligarchs, he's really sat in the middle. You know, really the problem with with Putin right now is he's COVID psycho. He's got Parkinson's. He's more isolated than ever. And as an FSB agent, he never ruled from the top. He ruled from like the middle being very much... Uh, uh, in everyone's shit, but despite that, still going to hockey games where he inexplicably scored 14 goals. And I think that's sort of like manic pixie dream dictator. Uh, I think that goes to free-spirited. So I'm going to be the judge here and say free-spirited. <laughs> All right. Next one. Are you self-sufficient? And I'll be honest, self-sufficient was misspelled on this quiz. Uh, yes, no. Do you mean common sense? Then no. Or I am only a servant. Now, this is, this is a thinker. Vladimir Putin, self-sufficient, yes, no, in common sense, no, or I am only a servant. I think he's a hard yes. Yeah. See, now, go ahead. I mean, the the man is, is self-sufficient in, like, invading countries, so I think he's Yeah, but that could also be, do you mean common sense, then no. Because I, I I feel like he, but that's the yeah. thing is intelligence operatives probably didn't tell him that this was like destined to fail, right? So maybe the common sense yeah. of like you can take, you can take all the way up to a Polish border, um, no problem in two weeks. It'll just be like a fucking Georgian opera house. I I think that means that like he's smart, but maybe common sense. No, I don't know where are we at. Yeah, I could see that. I could get that. Yeah. Okay. Do you mean common sense? No. That, yeah. Introverted or extroverted? We have introverted extremely. I am a complete extrovert. I am the definition of introvert, slightly introverted, or just normal extrovert. This is a Myers Briggs shit. 
normal extrovert. Here's the thing. This sounds <laughs> yeah. very stupid, but almost certainly someone in Foggy Bottom right now is getting paid money to Myers-Briggs, Vladimir Putin. So, He's so, already been so what do we think? This is real blue check analysis we're doing right now. Well, yeah. Here's the thing. He, he's like a leader of the country, so he's extroverted, but he also like murdered that dude who tried to like investigate his like upbringing. So that's like, if you don't want that getting though? out, that's kind of Introverted, introverted has to do with so. your dynamic w- with others. I mean, it seems to me that like, now, now Grim, yeah, he got you the would guy say murdered. what, you're probably like slightly introverted, but me and you, given the yeah, circumstances- probably. Slammed back a couple of drinks and did karaoke at Sing Sing in the East Village. Something that you told me uh, beforehand, quote, I never do. So circumstances may dictate aberrant yes. behavior versus your introvert, extrovert thing. So I'm not entirely sure him killing someone that talks shit is an introverted trait. I'm still going extrovert. I, 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 think, I think he's, he's full-blown I mean, he he has to lead a country. So in my mind, that means that you have. So to are we? I am a complete extrovert, or just normal extrovert? Normal extrovert. He's not like a. He's not the life yeah. of the party. Vladimir Putin sometimes, when he goes out, feels drained, not charged up, and he has to sit and, and read some books on <laughs> Lekchuk and Rus. I'll go with normal extrovert. Woo! Here we go. How old do you look? Here are the options. <laughs> Again, wasn't here for that uh, Christiane conversation, but the options are, I look 12. I look a few hundred years too young, which is a phrase that my brain resists parsing. My age, smaller than I should, sexy, or like a woman. I'll be honest, smaller than I should is really jumping out right now. Yeah, that's jumping out to me, too. Because he is short. He's a short king. Uh, This next one is just, what are you? Human? Human with glasses? Cat? Dog? Robot? Alien? Or, weirdly, I can use magic. (laughs) Now, look, as a prince of Novgorod, I'm leaning towards (laughs) I can use magic. But I'm also open to whatever. If we wanted to go with, like, the full, like, Hitler, you know, analysis, because, you know, Hitler was, like, a big, uh, let's let's harness the power of, like, the ancient Aryans magic kind of thing, I would say maybe that direction if we wanted Here's to do that Here's the thing, though. Given his failure to take Mariupol, which is, like, fucking 15 miles from the Russian border, I'm going to say this motherfucker has zero runes. This man is runeless. <laughs> <laughs> not alien, not robot. Yeah, not dog... Bad. As a Polish person, I might pick that. Uh, cat, human with glasses, or human? Human. Human. You know what? We, yeah, we got, I think human's fair. I didn't realize I was a different kind of human just because I was. Yeah, well, the rest of the world did. Uh, interests. Science, <laughs> anime, singing, or being beautiful. I just got to say, Emmanuel Macron is not taking shirtless horseback pics. Yeah. I feel like it's being beautiful. I feel like being beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. How do people treat you slash how do you treat them? I feel like that's very different. But again, I'm not going to question the BuzzFeed, which anime type are you quiz. So how do you treat people? (laughs) How do you treat them? They try to murder me like a god. I treat people nicely. I am rude. They tease me for being clumsy. They call me cute violently i can't tell emotions in public i am nice but at home i am a monster (laughs) 
There's so many that know, apply to him with those. That's it's the thing. It, it's a very nuanced science. Like, that's why people don't just jump into it. Look, Babs, from what I heard, you know, it, you really struggled to explain to a total novice like Poppy Chulo here uh, how anime really works. So I, I I get that it's not an easy qu- – there's no easy solutions when it comes to anime. <laughs> but which one? They try to murder me like a god. I treat people nicely. I'm rude. They tease me for being clumsy. They call me cute. Violently, I can't tell emotions. Or in public, I am nice. But at home, I am a monster. I mean, clearly it's uh, – it's he's he's been trying to be murdered. But I feel like people treat him cute is just the best answer probably. Yeah, no one said this would be hard. Quote, Coldplay. (laughs) By the way, number one uh, sheet music to learn if you can't play piano, but you're trying to pick up the worst people in college in 2001. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'd probably go with uh, trying to be murdered. So they try to murder me. They call me cute. I kind of feel like in public I'm nice, but at home I'm a monster. Yeah, I see that one too. Oh, yeah, I, I could see that. The fronting. Yeah, that mother really that motherfucker failed, but tried to produce a tear when that Russian submarine went down under the the North Atlantic, and all of the babushkas <laughs> oh, yeah, were true. like, "So just to be clear, you killed my son so that your dog shit ass Russian Navy submarine design didn't fall in the hands of the Americans or the Chinese." And he was like, "No, I just I did everything I could." <laughs> that feels like in public I'm nice, but I'm gonna go with that one. <laughs> Yeah. Do you yeah. talk in an yeah. odd manner? Again, manner spelled M-A-N-O-R. The thing about anime quizzes is they really challenge you. Did I write this quiz or is this just like a thing of like all weebs just can't spell for Look, shit? when you spend most of your life learning yeah. a half-assed kanji, you don't have time for grammar. <laughs> grammar and showers go right out the window. So do you talk yep. in an odd manner? No. I speak masculine, I speak playfully, or I speak childish. This is just masculine, right? Yeah, that's, I feel like yeah. that's straightforward. Who do you love? Nobody. If they have a twisted view like me. If they are strong and wealthy, or my childhood friend. Strong and wealthy. So that's strong like, you're, you're taking the, uh, yeah. so like, I feel like the, the liberal American view is like, if they have a twisted view like me. Because then you're talking about like the what's his name, crazy MMA guy in Georgia or whatever. Like he has a lot of really weird compatriots that run the satellite states, but I feel like he's more defined by the fact that all of his uh, oligarch buddies are strong and wealthy. All right, yeah. okay, getting right. to the home stretch yeah. here. Do you have any personality swaps or social issues? I don't know what that means, but the options are. I'm quiet, then loving. I dress in frilly clothes that draws attention to me. I am a Fujoshi. Uh, I'm going to have to Google that one while you're thinking. I actually don't know. I can't help you with that one. Actually, hold on one second. Grim, we'll get you out in just a second. Okay, uh, Fugoshi, literally rotten girl, is a reclaimed Japanese term for female fans oh. of manga, anime, and novels that feature romantic relationships between men. Oh, so it's a yaoi fan. Okay, probably not Fujoshi then. Right. I'm in a cult. I act like a cat sometimes. <laughs> I am sadistic. <laughs> sometimes I act like a sundere. I swap to sundere every couple months. I deal with home issues. No, I don't have any social issues. Or I have an emotional wall. 
I have an emotional wall. wall. I don't yeah, feel like yeah. he's quiet and loving. I don't think he does frilly clothes. Uh, he only does it occasionally. That would be fantastic. It would also be fantastic if he was a Yaoi fan. I have to say, if, if he's if he's on DeviantArt <laughs> Googling... He is very anti-Yaoi, if there's anything we I know want... about him. <laughs> Remember when they discovered that Osama was going on YouTube and like complaining in the comment section of like loose change and other shit about... No, it really happened. I, I, I remember, remember when that? they found his external hard drive and there was like anime on it so look i'm just saying sometimes despots yeah. and, and the worst people on earth can surprise you you know i act like a cat sometimes sadistic do we feel like i am sadistic more than i have an emotional wall you, so you think he's not sadistic i don't think he would admit that. so like in his mind it, it's rationalized yeah. because of the national project he probably thinks he's a bit of a martyr right Okay. Yes. And he wouldn't right. be self-conscious enough to identify as a Sundere. Okay, I have an no. emotional wall. No. Oh my god, we got it. Apparently, Vladimir Putin. What the fuck? This is the worst outcome. Which what? what I is wanted it? like what a long it? thing. <laughs> this fucking. I'm not even gonna edit. Which anime type are you? He's apparently a Yangare, which is you do not kill for love and almost never regret it. What the fuck does that mean? This is like a fortune cookie. <laughs> you do not kill for love. Okay. So you're not willing to kill for love, but you almost never regret it. So sometimes you... it sounds like a samurai yeah. thing. Like I'm, I'm so killing on behalf of another. I'm a servant. When you want to kill someone, you don't. And then you regret it. I'm going to, I'm pulling up uh, YouTube to really figure this out. So Yangire, also yeah. referred to cute and psycho, is a Japanese term used to refer to normal people who suddenly become violent, sometimes due to a past trauma. A Yangire is a character who snaps suddenly out of jealousy, irritation, or similar. You know what? I kind of like that. I yeah, kind of like that it. for a full yeah, lab. The thing is, NATO, NATO <laughs> is, his, is his rival. And the thing is, he was absolutely content to just murk other Eastern Europeans and not raise the flag against NATO until they started holding hands with the love of his life. And that's when you... He's not a Sundere by nature, but when someone presses him, he suddenly becomes violent due to his past trauma, the humiliation of Russia and the fall of, of you know, the Berlin Wall and the Eastern Bloc. I love that. And to be honest, I think this is probably the best geopolitics that has come out of three Twitter dipshits, <laughs> at least uh, at least since earlier this year. So I'm glad yeah, I'm glad we figured that out. Uh, Babs, your your Twitter name is what was it cowgirl underscore bebop? And yep. uh, Grim, we're gonna continue in in the bonus, but if people want to uh, get more of of that geopolitical expertise, where do they go? Uh, at exile. Oh, by the way, whatever happened webs. to normal Grim? You've been exile Grim for so long. I can't go back to it. There's no. It, they won't let me. Don't you feel like maybe one. you should change it to just like the normal Grim at this point, or is this like one of those things? Like I follow. There's a guy on YouTube that I love. Uh, his, his name is like Wes Watson, where his whole thing is he was in prison for ten years and he he joined, not the Aryan Nation, but like the Peckerwoods. And he turned that into a Jocko Willenick style like uh, motivational career 
where he's like, every day I woke up at 3 a.m. to program with the Southsiders. Now, I know they were Hispanic, but at the end of the day, it's about becoming your best self in prison and doing what you got to do. So if you don't want to give 100% at your job, you should be waking up at 4.30 doing push-ups because they can stop you from succeeding externally, but they can't stop you from conquering yourself. And it's like, it's like Wes, you know what? We really do have so much to learn for you. But he's been out of prison for several years now, and he's still just flexing his bicep in the <laughs> camera and pounding the table like, you will realize your dreams. And it's starting to feel a little bit tacked on. I'm just saying, at what point is do we lose the exit? We get it. You were banned from Twitter for, for telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the moment I think of a good one. If right. anyone thinks of a good well, one, just Thank send you very much, me. Grim. Thank you, Babs. Uh, thank you to the people listening and uh, we'll see you later